Okay, so I've, I've hit record. Fantastic. So you do your thing while I unprofessionally carry on doing what uh, <laughs> preparing for the show. <laughs> why don't why, why don't we why don't we just wait and then we can launch launch into our rhetoric in a moment. <laughs> Oh, do it properly. Fine. Do yeah, it properly. Right. Yeah. Gotta... <laughs> uh, you know that's going before the title sequence. <laughs> good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whenever you're listening, this is the Fool's Folly podcast. Do you want to do intro, or do you want me to do intro? Oh, that's a really good question. I'll tell you what. I'll count down from three. Yeah. And then whoever thinks. Whoever feels ready to jump in, they should just oh. go ahead. Oh, I get it. It's like a drama game. It's like a drama game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> so this is week nine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back to the Apocalypse Office Porty. The Porty! Welcome back to the Office Apocalypse Porty. My name is Connor Maud. My name's Darren Hill. And we never introduce ourselves like that, so this is fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, How are you? Yeah, I'm alright, mate. I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad at all. I have had a bit of a week. I have had a little bit of a week. So no. I... It's your platform. So... <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Basically, we thought someone in my... <laughs> so we thought someone in my in my household might have corona. Which is always fun. Uh, so we had to go and get. Uh, we had. To, we all had to go and get tested, which is a miserable experience, by the way. It's not so bad, but it's like. So basically, what happens is you get you get a cotton swab. You like like an earbud, probably about as big as this pen, right? Maybe even a little bit longer, and you then have to hoy that into the back of your mouth, <laughs> and scrape for ten seconds, uh, all around your tonsils, which is horrible. Uh, and I've got a pretty severe gag reflex. I was like hoying up my guts or almost. And then without, <laughs> without then cleaning that, you then have to ram that bad boy up your nose. Uh, having, having already used it <laughs> to, uh, to scrape your, your, your nostrils. Yes, mate. So this, the same bit that's just been in your mouth. It the wasn't double ended. No, it was single ended. Uh, the same bit that has been in your mouth then goes up your nose uh, about an inch or so until you basically sort of feel your brain, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but until you start to feel resistance, you swab that in there for about 15 seconds. And then you whack that in a, a little sp- part of this solution they give you. And then you hand it in uh, to, to think, yes, mate. Did they tell you if there's a reason why you've got to put the salivary bit up your nose? Is there a... They, they didn't. I'm assuming there is one. I'm assuming basically it's like, well, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to hedge a, hedge my guesses if I'm going to hedge my bets. But I assume there is a, a, a reason for it. Maybe it's just easier to test. Maybe it's. Are they just scrimping on a double ended swab? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just a, a money saving exercise. Uh, <laughs> uh, so luckily, we found out that no one had Rona. Uh, I decided not to go out with her because you know she's been killing all of her male. Uh, male love interest recently so me and Rona decided not to date so that's all fine uh, and then I thought do you know what I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna get myself a bike because I go out every day like I talk about all the time I get every day I'm gonna go get a bike first day that I get my bike I I think I'm I think all oh, right I'm gonna have like a nice big ride 
I ride from Ramsgate all the way to Deal, which is about 15 or so miles, right? Mm. As I get to Deal and think, oh, I'm going to start heading home. It's about time I should go home now. I realise my handlebars have come loose. So they're like rolling backwards. As 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 I'm riding along, I feel them go. I yeah. slip. The seat goes. <laughs> the seat flicks back. Jesus. So it's like pointing upwards. Uh, and then I have to walk from Deal pretty much all the way back to Ramsgate until a, a guy who walked past me, uh, I flagged him down because he had like saddlebags on the back of his of of his yeah. bike and I was like you look like a man who might have tools in your bag and I really need them and he did so luckily I in the middle of this sort of field I fixed my bike and then rode it the rest of the way home wow um the day the day after that I uh, I was riding really fast down a hill came clean off the bike uh, <laughs> mate uh so that happened and now also I'm pretty sure I'm being gaslit in my own home as well which is an interesting one so there's so right there's a chopping board right in my, in my kitchen you've been to my place there's a, mm. there's a chopping board in my kitchen and in front and behind the chopping board on the counter sits a cookbook right yeah and always the chopping board has sat perpendicular to the cookbook sort of goes in like a v shape so it goes chopping board cookbook right all of a sudden the chopping board is now over on the right-hand side of this counter, no longer in front of the cookbook. And I've been telling people, that's weird, it never goes there. Why has it been moved from in front of the cookbook? And the other people, they're like, no, it's always been there. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, it definitely hasn't. Wow. It has, it has definitely moved. At, to the point where now I'm like, was it? Was it always there? Am I the one who's insane? Jesus. So I've, an, so I've had an interesting week. That is, that's been, that's been my week. I ate a scone yesterday that made me shit myself. <laughs> okay, how? Why? How? It apparently had too much bicarbonate of soda in it. <laughs> I didn't make it. Oh right, okay. They were made. Uh huh. They were made, and my and my dad had one, and he was like, "Try these. See if you like them. They're a bit bittery. I'm not too sure." Oh, I had one, and it was perfect. It, it was a slightly bittery taste, mm. but I'm perfectly fine with it. And right. you know me, I'm a gannet. I'll just yeah, eat. you'll you'll hoy it down. So I had I had one, and then afterwards, about an hour later, he's like, "Oh, I found out why we found out why these scones tasted the way they do." And I go, "Oh, okay, what guy?" He goes, "Oh, we put far too much bicarbonate of soda in them." Right. And then I had the most violent shite. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that bicarbonate of soda would make you poop. Well, I don't know. It, good it did. I, I am correlating one to the other, right? Because I can't think of what else did it to me. Yeah. Um, but something, something didn't agree. Something in that didn't agree. But then this is where I am my own worst enemy. <laughs> did you go in for another one? <laughs> of course I fucking did. <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago. I'm big into. Or I was. I was big, and I, st- I still am into wrestling. Mm-hmm. My favourite wrestler as a as a child, and, st- and still is the Undertaker. Yeah. And they've put out a documentary about him because he's pretty much at the. He is really at the end of his career. It's kind of any at any point now could be he retires officially, and that's. Well, and he's that's known. He's been in 
the WWE for yeah for a long old time. And he's in his fifties, and they put out a, a documentary that charts the last few years of his career, and basically it's it's largely about him chasing the chasing the dragon essentially, trying to mm. go out on that one final. That one big high. That big, where he's a performance that he's really proud of and feels mm. like, I can go now. Because every time he comes back, he's like, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it that time. Right, okay. So I've got to come back. And it's kind of heart... I found it really heartbreaking. Yeah. Watching this, because I remember as a kid being like, wrestlers don't die. Like, wrestlers mm. are immortal. Because the it's big those big personalities, well, his, right? His and, character is supposed to be like an immortal demon from hell, isn't he? Like that's his shtick. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, dude, like this hero, who yeah. was a hero to me, is is not only a, a human man, but is 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 on the way out, and mm. eventually there'll be a day where I go, I will never, I will never watch him wrestle again. Yeah. So, and it's it? yeah. With like these people that you idolise, right? There's a day where I will never see Ronnie O'Sullivan play snooker again. Mm. And on, you know, there was a day when I knew when Alan Shearer retired, and I'd never see Alan Shearer play for Newcastle again. And you go, and it's really sad. Yeah, I tell you one thing that I did watch that uh, is akin to that. I watched it. so Josh Gad has been doing a series where he's like bringing casts of people back together to do like uh, table reads and and just interviews and stuff like that. And he just did one with one of my all-time favourite movies uh, and series of books. He he brought back the Lord of the Rings cast in like a massive sort of like round table and and talked to a lot of them. I I don't think quite everyone was there. And obviously because Christopher Lee is no longer with us as well. So obviously they couldn't bring back him. But pretty much everyone else from the sort of main cast was was there and what struck me the most was elijah wood and ian mckedden do not look like they have aged since the beginning of that everyone else uh, sean bean actually a little bit as well has sort of retained his sort of rugged youthful uh sort of features so they've not aged uh, that but it was it they also did sort of like a rereading of some of the the script as well and that just it really got me in the in the feelings uh actually it was it was quite nice very sweet. You are right, though. They haven't aged. No, Ian... Elijah Wood is, is seemingly immortal uh, yeah, at think, this point. I think, um, I think Ian McKellen will go forever. He does seem like the kind of man he would just continue plodding on. Like, much like the Queen. Much mm. like the Queen. Him and, him and the Queen seem to have that old person, I'm going to go on forever. Who do you think will go first? That's a great question, Darren. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Probably the Queen. She's a bit older, right? The Queen. I think so, yeah. In the Battle of Life, who's going (laughs) to... Goodness gracious. Right, should we do some quick-fire questions? I would love to do some quick-fire questions. You'd love to do some quick-fire... Who went first last week? Uh, I think I asked first last week. Great. Why don't you... Okay, okay, my friend. Um, let's do let's do some quick fire questions. Fire Go questions. Ahead. Okay, question one. The best chat up line is how you doing? Which I'm is only in my mind because I've recently been binging Friends again. The cockiest thing you've ever done? Oh, I don't know. Probably, probably going up to. I was in, I was uh, in Spain. Uh, I was on. I was with some family, uh, and I went without. Uh, without knowing any Spanish whatsoever at the time, uh, asked my asked my aunt who I was with uh, how to say 
hi, it's nice to meet you. Do you speak any English? Because I think you're attractive. Uh, and then went over to a, a group of uh, sort of girls and, and said that line, uh, which I've got, I, I now cannot remember. And and then sat, ended up sitting and chatting with them for the, for the rest of the night. Uh, <laughs> so that was a pretty cocky thing I did. I have never been that smooth uh, before or after. Preach, my friend. Preach. <laughs> uh, John Travolta versus Genghis Khan. Who's the best baker? Oh, do you know what? I think John Travolta does win, but Genghis Khan isn't that far behind, if I'm honest. In mm. my in, canonically in my head, he wouldn't put too much bicarbonate soda in you. He, he would not. No, in you shit yourself. <laughs> Rank the Spice Girls. <laughs> According to who you'd want to defend you in court, from least to most. Hmm. Who is the most litigious uh, of the uh, the Spice Girls? Do I think? I think just because of how. Now let me think about this again from a different point of view. Because I was going to say, let me think. Emma Bunton is last. Uh, or, or that's what I was going to say because I think she's because I've slagged her off so many times. She'd probably you know mm. potentially throw the case, getting me getting me thrown in in jail or or fined for whatever imaginary crime I've supposedly committed amongst the rest of them so emma button emma button is still probably last prob- probably for that reason as well mel c because i don't she doesn't strike me as a very litigious person then then probably middle of the pack unusually is probably my girl mel b i think she's probably i think she'd probably have a little bit of a tough time defending court and i think she might lose her temper with, uh, you know, when okay. she's making arguments and things like that. And I know, you know, that's... That, I'm more thinking American courtroom here, but but that's fine. Then it's probably Jerry, because... And I'll have to fact-check this. I have a feeling she's had a lawsuit. She's sued someone before about song rights. And I can't remember if that's true or not. So my, my thought process there is she has an understanding of the law in, in this instance. Number one is Victoria Beckham. Because she has the most money, I believe, <laughs> and I, uh, I'm fairly certain that's true by by a country mile. So I think even if she she herself couldn't represent me, or she herself even if she herself had to represent me, she would hire the best people to do all of the other stuff. So like the investigating, the research, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I, that she would be my number one pick because she's the most wealthy and could hire the best team surrounding her. Have you ever looked at a piece of machinery and gone, Um, When I once saw in a... uh, I can't remember where I was. I think I was in like a technology museum, and it was sort of like technology through the ages, and I saw like a massive souped-up PC, like like a massive really high-end rig, and I was like, oh, that's a bit nice. Uh, A stand-up routine... That you wish was yours. Oh, it's probably a toss-up between the cake or death from Eddie Izzard because it's just an absolute classic. Brilliant, uh, a brilliant, brilliant bit of bit of comedy. Or the whole of James Acaster's repertoire because of that through line throughout the show and sort of it's self-referential in such a weird and brilliant way. That I, I, I have since gone back and watched it, you know, since 2016 when it came out. And I keep finding new things within that show that are just mm. incredible. Uh, final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about this one. Okay. Think about it hard. 
Complete the sentence. Lee Harvey Oswald didn't do it. It was... The the second man? What is it? The, uh, uh... Think about it. Think about it harder. Think about it. Think about it hard. Think about Lee it. Harvey think about it really hard. Lee Harvey Oswald didn't do it. Who's not been mentioned yet? Complete the sentence. Lee Harvey Oswald didn't do it. It was... Michael Owen. <laughs> of course it was fucking Michael Owen. <laughs> oh, God. Fantastic. Oh, brilliant. I hate that man. Do you know what I found? I... Uh... Something else that I read about him today. I can't remember if we cut this last week, so it may have to get cut again. Um, he has also apparently never read a book. According, so you know, you no. told me about the tea and coffee Makes thing sense, last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yes, yeah. He's apparently never had a cup of tea or coffee. Never and never read a book. He's never read a book. Yeah, or or something like that. I can't remember exactly exactly what it was. So I'll put in. I'll put it in the description there, what, what it was. Okay. I would break my hand before I got tired of punching him in the face. <laughs> Amazing. Right, lovely. Probably also because I've got limp wrists. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> uh, what's one band slash artist you would be a roadie for? So a roadie being the person who sort of travels with the band and helps them out. Led Zeppelin. Great choice. Who is the best TV or movie villain? It's Vince McMahon. Oh, fantastic. Great, great choice. Which cartoon character is the most attractive? Jessica Rabbit. Oh, I knew that was going to be the one. Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I'd have a proper beard <laughs> that grew properly thick. Right, nice. And also, you know, more of a career. <laughs> but, but, but primarily the beard. Primarily the beard thing. The beard. Uh, uh, what's the next goal you would most like to achieve? got one in mind it's goal i would most like to achieve um i would mm, ultimate goal mm-hmm. artistic director of the theater nice so that's the ultimate okay it's the ultimate. um rank these tv chefs <laughs> by which you would most like to have as a companion on a fantasy adventure gino de campo gordon ramsay or hugh fanny whittingstall so this is why I won't be an artistic director of the theatre, because I have to spend too much time thinking about this. Sorry, what's the question again? So, so um, which, the, the, which you would most like to join you uh, as a companion on a fantasy adventure? Right. Gordon Ramsay is dead last. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think it'd be no fun. I right. think ultimately he's too intense. I think he'd be no fun. Okay. It's a real toss-up. It's a real toss-up. I'm going to put Gino second. I put Gino second. I think Gino would be. I think. I, I think Gino would be really fun. Mm-hmm. I think Gino would be really fun. But I think Gino would get distracted by things. Okay. Sort of like you know. And I think. I think. I think you might have to rein him in sometimes. Mm. But... He's the golem of uh, <laughs> of our world. You know, you're trying to lead the ring to Mordor, and he keeps talking about uh, potatoes and and fish. Uh... <laughs> but. I think it, I think it's Hugh Foley Whittingstall because I think he'd be I think he'd just be fun. Yeah. I think he'd just be fun. I think he'd be fun. I think he'd be chill. I I also be had pat- him first because I think because yeah. I thought he would be the most useful in like a foraging yeah. survival sense as well a little bit. That's what was my was my was my guess. Combine two. It's funny. I've, I've got this. Combine two sports to make one new Ooh. super sport. Okay. So yeah, we're going to we're going to go, we're gonna go crufts. <laughs> okay. I was about to say cage fighting, but that is just <laughs> dog, dog fighting, fighting, which is awful. <laughs> it's it's crufts. Mm-hmm. 
combined with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> okay. Excellent. It's a dog quiz. It's a dog quiz. Dog it's a quiz. dog quiz. It's a dog quiz, and they obviously never get beyond a hundred quid because <laughs> all their answers are worse. <laughs> so it's basically now it's Jeremy Clarkson brings out dog, <laughs> puts cute dog on seat, yeah. tries to in, uh, in, initiate banter with dog. Yeah, the dog says the dog worth. either just says worth shits or itself. On the seat. <laughs> Clarkson asks it question. Dog can't answer and goes. Well, thank you so much for playing. Leads dog out, brings next dog in. Amazing. I'd watch. I would watch, absolutely. What's the worst thing you've ever been told at work? What's the worst thing? If you're allowed to disclose I've it. I've ever been told at work. How, what, about you, as in about you. I, <laughs> so I did once. So it, it must have been not long after I first started at, at where I work now, at sort of one of my, my, one of my jobs. And I started there and I had my review, my like six month review. And I was, I was told in, in, in not so many words that there were a, quite a few people that didn't like me very much. And that really irritated and upset me. So I went into the, the, the toilets there and I beat the shit out of a locker that was in there. <laughs> Cause I was really mad. I had no, I had no way to, and I'm not normally a, a violent, like, I don't put my fist through walls or anything, but something about yeah. that really got to me and i was so angry mm. and i and I, I i punched in the door of this locker uh wow. in the uh, in the toilet there like you know that does that that is not a uh, a glowing sort of you know show of manliness on my part these are very cheap flimsy lockers <laughs> it's less it's less <laughs> it's less about my prowess uh as a, as a hardman than than actually Fuck. uh than anything what, so what about you? What's the worst thing you've ever been told about you? <laughs> this, this sentence uh-huh. will stick with me forever. <laughs> okay. I was told, and I will tell you why. Uh-huh. I'll tell you why I was told this. And I am and I totally understand the story I will tell you is my perception of what uh, happened. Sure, okay. Fine. I do, I do accept that. But I was told uh-huh. at work once, I won't say where, I've worked for... Quite a few. Yeah, you work for a few places, places. and it's no. I, I can say it's for no one that I work for at the moment. Right. I was told I have an overinflated sense of my own self worth. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, go ahead. Because Explain. I refused to work for a week. Uh huh. For free. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. I was working for a. How could, I think I. I've, I was I working. Have a, for, I have a I vague was, recollection of this story, to be honest. I was working for an organisation mm-hmm. that shouldn't really be asking people to work for free. Yeah. Let's yes. put it that way. And I was working on a project, and I then heard from someone else who was in a very similar position to me within this project. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're we are us as. Within this our group of people, our, this group, the specific group of people working on this project, oh, we're being, ex- we're we're not getting paid for this week. Yeah, this big this big week when this project fi- is finalised. This one week out of a number of weeks you had worked. Is this? Yeah, yeah, and we got right. paid for all the others. Right. But this this uh, you know the big week of this project. Mm-hmm. No, we're, we're not expected for. to be paid for that. Right. Yeah. And I went. Well, why not? Because it equated to about. 
20, at least 20 hours of work. Now, I'm all for volunteering, but I think if you demand, if you're asking me for 20 hours of my time in a week, it's half yeah. a working week. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, totally. Agree. And I, I was young at the time. That is not an excuse, I think, to ask people to work for free. Uh, definitely not. You know, um, we have we have harped on about that particular thing many, many times. And we have friends who continue to work for free. Mm. despite them having a number of a, a body of work beneath them that dictates I don't think they should be working. And I them. also know we also know organizations who in terms of what they you know they could be asking for and it's not cheeky who really are strict on not asking people to work for free. Yeah, absolutely. Most and of the people we work for now yeah are 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 Oh, there's huge, huge advocates of of paying, paying people, people their, their for their time. So, um, I heard I heard oh we're being we're being expected to work for free, and I and I went oh okay. Um, so I made the decision. Well, fine, okay, I'm not coming to work. Mm. I'm not doing. I I I am not doing it. I think that's totally fair. Uh, and I and I remember being told, well, you agreed to it, and I was going, well, show me. <laughs> show me where I yeah. show me a contract, show yeah. me uh, an agreement, show me the meeting that I was present at. If you've got minutes of it, where I agreed to it. So no, I, I I've started this project on the assumption that I get paid for that week. You're telling me I haven't. Fine, that's not what I'm debating. But I'm saying I'm like I won't be here because mm. I I it's a lot of work and I want to get paid. I want to get also, paid for my time. I'll get paid for my time. And also I, I know on those projects, I know on those projects <clears throat> where I was in a junior position. Mm-hmm. But on those style of projects, I know from now fairly <laughs> extensive experience when it comes to the week of delivery, mm-hmm. the uh, people in assistant roles, junior roles, um, in terms of the strain on them isn't much less. Different. Than the no, people. it's not. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. And actually, in, on some projects, actually, I know it's more. And yeah. I know it from both sides. Well, because you can be delegated, you know, you're in a position to get delegated to a lot more than if yeah. you were in a in a more senior position on so the delivery that of a project. Coupled like that. with that, coupled with um, uh, another incident, <laughs> led led to a meeting in which I was told I have an overinflated sense of my own self worth. Amazing. Uh, so I've got some more positive thoughts for you, Connor. Smashing. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so Caroline in Weymouth mm-hmm. says she's thankful for the fact the schools are going back, as frankly, her 10-year-old son is, and I quote, a cocky little shit who could do with being brought down a peg or two. <laughs> Amazing. Is that, yeah. is that my mother writing from the past about me? <laughs> Daniel in Berry says, I'm thankful that now I can get out more. It's really helping with my mental well-being. Nice, good. It's nice. I visited Durham the other day. Can't see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Apparently, there's there's some big estate that looks really nice. Um, although there's probably plenty of pictures of it online. You need to go check it out. <laughs> um, uh, Janet in Brighton says her neighbour's cat often comes and sits on her lap while she's uh, reading. It comes and sits on her lap. <laughs> God, anyway. Janet Brighton says her neighbour's cat often comes and sits on her lap (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
while she's reading in the garden. Nice. Uh, she says, this has led to me having more conversations with my neighbour than I have ever done previously, and I think I've gained a firm friend. Oh, nice. And, really nice. and plenty of cats, demon. Uh, Tyler in Gravesend said her girlfriend had been planning to take them away on a surprise holiday to Mexico for her birthday. But due to the outbreak, that had been cancelled. She says, but instead, we had a nice relaxing time at home and my girlfriend cooked me the most amazing Mexican-themed three-course meal. Lovely. That's nice. Megan in Wolverhampton uh, says, Boys, I'm currently in discussions with my lawyer regarding divorce proceedings. Oh, my God. (laughs) Craig obviously hasn't taken it well and not surprisingly has displayed more erratic behaviour as a consequence of watching you. (laughs) This week, he ordered himself a tight black singlet and wandered around the house exclaiming, I'm Andre the Giant, motherfuckers. <laughs> Brilliant. This, is, this was already too much to bear. Until my surprise, an Amazon delivery arrived on, at the front door. Was it a Jaguar? The silly bugger had only gone and ordered a life-size cardboard cutout of Chris Tarrant. <laughs> <laughs> Craig has taken to having a swift half in the evening and while in his singlet, he screams, you will not stab me in the back, Tarrant. I know where you live. (laughs) For full disclosure, he does not. Right, fantastic. He then, and I can only assume in his head, it's an act of dominance, teabags the cutout. (laughs) Brilliant. I walked into the kitchen to see my husband straddled over the image of a primetime quiz host with his drooping bollocks resting on a face that, frankly, <laughs> had too much of a smug expression on it. This can't be over soon enough. Oh, goodness me. Mark in Hackney. <sighs> he says. So, I did it. I told Sophie how I feel. I didn't do it brilliantly, not how I wanted to. I couldn't get all the words out. It wasn't particularly elegant, but it was honest. We didn't talk about it for a few days after. We were very polite to each other. There was very little awkwardness. You wouldn't really have known anything had happened. Then on Wednesday, Sophie walked into my room holding Monopoly. She said softly, are we playing today? I said I'd love to and we set the game up. Sophie insisted on being the banker this time and she flashed me a little cheeky smile in acknowledgement of my previous misdemeanours in this position. Some time passed before she said, I've been thinking about what you said. Mm -hmm. It felt like a boulder dropped in my stomach and I braced myself for the worst. I've never had anyone say that to me before. There was a pause. I could see she didn't know what to say next. I intended to be silent and let her speak, but almost automatically I found myself saying, well, someone should have. Because if no one else sees what I see, then the world is mad. And for some reason, I carried on. I spent the last few days worrying about whether I should or shouldn't have told you. But there's nothing like a pandemic to wake you up to the fact that one day, I won't be here anymore. Yeah. And I won't regret that I told you that I think you're beautiful and brilliant. She looked at me. I thought she was going to cry. Sophie took a moment to compose herself and said... I don't understand why you think that. And that, in a nutshell, is why I am obsessed with this woman. She is so unbelievably brilliant, but can't see it. We played on for a few minutes in yet more silence. Then she lifted her head, looked me straight in the eye and said, 
I'm not there yet. No. My heart sank. But then all I heard was, but if you're willing to give me some time, I will be. I can't really explain how I felt hearing this. I know that means nothing is certain, but at least there's hope. Yeah. Aww. Uh Any final thoughts that you want to talk about? Uh, uh, any, any closing opinions that you want to want to mention? I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult, and I know people have got their priorities. So I totally, totally understand. But the art sector in this country is massively on its ass at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's kind of gasping for breath at the moment, isn't it? Uh, and the the current situation, while I know it's being eased and that is brilliant for some people who have been able to reconnect with their families and, and whatever, um, most lie, you know, most venues aren't going to be open for, for a while yet. So if you can support your, your local theatre, your local art venue in any way, that would be good because if the art if the arts go it could be something that you don't you don't you won't know you've you don't know you miss it until it's gone mm. what's what's really sad here is we've we've sort of hit on it before fan has become a little bit of a hotbed for these sort of small independent venues uh, and there are a number of those venues sort of so elsewhere margate Ramsgate music hall are to just to name a few that that are in 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 need of of some some help. So if anything you can do to sort of uh, help out any of your sort of local local venues would be a considerable considerable help. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you ever so much for watching this episode of the Apocalypse Office Party. Next week, week 10 will be the final episode for a couple of weeks. Uh we're going to take a short hiatus just to sort of take stock of the last 10 weeks and <clears throat> excuse me uh take stock of the last few weeks and see what that's kind of meant to us as a as a as a as, as a duo of people who are trying to sort of create and make work in this space mm. this online space that we've kind of been thrust into a little bit more than 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 what would ha- potentially have happened if we hadn't done that mm. uh so yeah we're not going anywhere after next week we're just taking a week or so off to to have a little think about the scope of the show for the future See how we can make it better, bigger, yeah. better. That's that's the, that's the one and hope. Yeah, we're gonna have a bit of a review and a bit of a sit down and think about it. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you ever so much for watching. Be safe, be loved, be afraid. And all that leaves us to say is bye, friends. Bye.